This is the Above Average Podcast and you are listening because you want an above average life. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Above Average Podcast, the podcast where we talk to above average people about their above average lives. Now today is probably the guest that I've known the longest actually, other than Carly was on a few weeks back, Miss Emma Foley. How are you doing Emma? Hello, thank you so much for having me on. I'm awesome thanks, how are you? Nice, I'm loving it. So to get straight into it, my earliest memories of you, funnily enough, I think it was how I actually got to know who you were, um, was you going around town on Facebook Live, <laughs> asking people, what was it you used to ask them, was it um, what made them smile or how they felt today or something, like, because most people would not have the balls to do that, so how did that come about, how did you start doing that, and, and were you scared to do that, was that something you were nervous to do, or did you just go up and go, oh, how are you doing? So I started my Facebook group, The Feel Good Tribe, four years ago. So I was a bit into it and I thought I want to do something different because obviously, you know, it's about spreading a bit of positivity and encouraging and motivating. So one day I just thought I'm going to do something a bit different. So I called it The Feel Good Fridays. I think I called it The Feel Good Friday with Foley. And literally on my lunch breaks when I was at work, I'd go around and I'd start off saying, what makes you... So I'd go up to someone and say can I just stop you there for a second? <laughs> and either some pe- people would walk past and just, well, some people would just ignore you. Think so you I knew I, them something or yeah, them a free exactly. Bible course. Yeah. So I knew I was going to get a few rejections. Yeah. So I thought, well, it's character building at the same time. And then obviously I'd be holding my phone because I was like recording. And some people would say, are you recording me? And I'd say, well, yes, but it's my private Facebook group. And basically I'd start with saying, if you think of feeling good, what words do you associate with it the reason I was doing this is because obviously there's a lot of negativity and I was getting them to direct their focus and focus on something good yeah so a lot of people said words like sunshine holidays family so then I'd maybe say well say if you're gonna go somewhere where would you like to go or if you're gonna be a superhero for the day who would you be and why and then I'd always finish with a high five and a hug so yes I used to do that every single Friday and I loved it and I think the scariest one was you know what's gone now the stack you know Newcastle it was on an evening so after work and I finished and there'd been rugby and the football on (laughs) so I went round and here's tiny me with some massive six foot guys what makes you feel good (laughs) they're like football football (laughs) and I was like come on but no it was really it was really good and yes it was the element when I thought shit oh my god what am I doing but as soon as I hit live I just forgot all of it yeah and I used to get such a buzz from it and then obviously COVID happened and Mm -hmm. it sort of stopped however as that sort of when near well I say near the end I know it's still ongoing Mm -hmm. I have thought about bringing that back again because I did did absolutely love it and it did make a lot of people smile so I'm all about the smiles as you know I, I I'm not one of those people that stops I would never stop people on the street usually and i'm not someone that stops for people on the street i'm very much a person that's like i'm going where i'm going kind of thing um but i think if someone came up to me and said that and was like what makes you smile it just changes people's day 100 percent. like to talk to a stranger as well it gives you like a different buzz like we're social creatures we're meant to talk to other people we're meant to have friends we're meant to interact with people um it's like that's why i hate going down london because no one talks to you in london they don't like interactions and I've noticed that because you know you know when you're on the bus and like I'll naturally say thank you yeah but then on London there's just like well I've noticed why did you say thank you to me I was just talking to people like oh hi yeah but I don't think anyone should ever lose that streak but I think people are becoming less and less 
social as well. But yeah. that actually, it got you on the radio or something, didn't it? It, it got did. you interviewed, yes. So, how did I do that? Oh, it was, was it? I'm just trying to remember. It was the start of whichever year it was. And I thought, right, I really want to try and get on radio. So I ended up trying to phone BBC Radio Newcastle and I emailed them. And then I got a call back saying, oh, Alfie Joey would like to interview you. Nice. So because it was my first one, I thought, well, just like my adventure races, if you've you've seen some of those, uh, I always yeah, dress up or something. Yeah, didn't so you do like Wonder Woman? Or, or yes, I've like done that. Yeah. So I thought, well, as it's my first one, I want it to be memorable, and uh, let's go all out. So I put this multicolored tutu on top of yes. what I was wearing, yeah. <laughs> and I remember my my mum and dad were like, "Why would you do that?" And I said, "Oh, you know, just cause. Why not?" So uh, he's waiting at the monument, and then I just rock up to him, and he's just like, "Oh." <laughs> he's got quite high energy as well so I think he loved it yeah and he basically asked me a few questions about why I started it and then he actually said right I want us to do like a role play and I want you to pretend (laughs) hold on where's this going this is for the later show getting our way to the top that's how you do it (laughs) and uh, he basically said I'm going to pretend that I'm walking and you're going to stop me and do exactly. Oh, right, right, yeah. right. Okay, okay. But he purposely made it really difficult as though he was one of the awkward people. Right. As though I was selling to him. But like, I actually managed it really well. Yeah. <laughs> Just like a repetition of doing Yeah. And the, you know, the my catchphrase, can I get a whoop, whoop? Yeah. So I did that in one of the questions and all through the Friday, it was a Feel Good Friday show mm. they used to have. And throughout the whole day, on the radio they just repeated whoop whoop my whoop whoop so it's great like, i didn't know that I yeah know. <laughs> honestly for the whole day can i get a whoop whoop and he loved that so occasionally we'll we'll exchange messages and it'll be like whoop whoop is it just a whatsapp chat of, whoop, 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 yeah, whoop, whoop. pretty much yeah you know what i don't say that near enough now i thought you said at the beginning of every live video don't you do you not still do that no not as much it's terrible. It, was, it was like eight o'clock in the morning or something i'd turn my phone on and it would say emma foley's going live yeah and then i'd go on it'd be like can i get a whoop whoop and i'm like in my pajamas going, a whoop, whoop, like rubbing my eye with a cup of coffee and stuff the reason so. i started that was when i started taking spinning classes at the gym mm. and it just came to me obviously you got your mic'd up and you're sweating and I just went can I get a whoop whoop and at first it was an absolute fail there was not a single response <laughs> so I remember thinking well this is awkward <laughs> and then I carried on and then it was amazing because like mm. in the end every single person was like whoop whoop so then I advanced it to can I get a yeehaw as well oh yeah I don't think I've heard that one actually no, we, no, maybe uh, you might have done that when we did, because I used to, for those of you that don't know, I used to do um, what I call the Proud Pod, which actually sounds like a gay radio station, really, because you, know, <laughs> you got like Pride Radio now, the Proud Pod, it would yeah. sound like that, and um, Emma was, I think, guest like number three on, um, I did it during COVID on Skype and things like that, and it was, it was actually really good, and I'm pretty sure you did that on there, I think we did that at the end yeah, or something, maybe. I think you asked me to do that at the end, and yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm down for anything, yeah. but uh, yeah, so the, I, going up to people in the street, so just to stay on that for a little bit. What is it you think that people, why people don't like to talk to people anymore on the street? Do you think it's the fact that they feel like they're going to sell? Or do you think there's maybe a bit of more social awkwardness thanks to being on the phone all the time? Like, Where mm. does your mind go on that sort of topic? I think it's varied. Automatically, people quite often will think you are trying to sell them something. Big issue. Or, yeah. yeah, potentially. I've got a stash in my bag now. <laughs> <laughs> And dealer, actually, no. <laughs> not a drug dealer. There's by bags the way. of white powder right behind the cameras, guys. There's bags of white powder. Shh. 
I've got any stains. Um, <laughs> Wipe my moustache clean. Uh, no, so I think automatically people may think that you're going to try and sell them something. Yeah. Or quite often, if people are on their lunch breaks, they've got limited time, which is fair enough. Mm-hmm. So they just want to head down, get, go to the shops or whatever they need to buy in the, that, that sort of time. Yeah. Or just some people just just don't like to engage as much. Mm-hmm. They're not as sociable compared to others. Um, but yeah, as I said, there was a mix, mix of responses some people were quite rude mm-hmm. some people were really like energetic oh, um, I, it, I remember yeah. when I was doing the live someone like requested to join my feel good tribe as I was in the live she's like oh. I'm gonna totally join your group I love it that's amazing well how did you target the people I say target the people as if you take them out with a rifle but how did you how, like who did you choose how did you choose well, your I kind of was just walking walking along and it, and it was pe- someone who was either maybe sat alone or someone I thought was interesting for example I targeted these sky men so you know who the oh, ones like, who sell yeah, who yeah. Uh, sell Sky, and <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was like, right, they try and target everyone else, so I'm going to target them. Amazing. So I went up to them, and I'm trying to remember. I can't remember how I started, but I basically asked them what they like doing their spare time, yeah. what what are their hobbies, and one of them said, oh, I absolutely love to sing. I think it was maybe maybe it was called Dave. I said, right, Dave. Well, my audio audience would love to hear you sing to us so why don't you like serenade me and he was like oh no way man I can't do that (laughs) (laughs) I was like come on I said you've got to so he's like oh so then he just starts belting out a song and it's so good the Friday after I went back again and he saw me coming towards him and he's like oh (laughs) I said hi Dave it's me again that's amazing (laughs) we'd like a second uh, round did he do it again yeah (laughs) Dave or whatever your actual name is if you if you're seeing this please come sing for us again we'd we'd love it as well (laughs) so the 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 feel good tribe is probably the thing that you're best known for like if I was to think of you I think of the the feel good tribe so what was the inspiration behind starting that obviously you said there's a lot of negativity but what was the like obviously you could start a group and you could just post memes in there right you could post motivational quotes and that could be it but you decided to go live like every day and you still do that now you know what I mean so how did it start what was the inspiration behind that so I am passionate, as you know, about people and I come to life with, within a community mm-hmm. and I think it had been, because I started it, what was it, four years ago in the Christmas before I'd been part of this group and I think we were doing daily, it was like daily affirmations or something like that mm-hmm. and I just liked how everyone came together and chatted and I thought, oh, I'd love to do something like that yeah. and then I stopped and I was like, well, why can't I do something like that? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, so I want to do my own group. What do I ultimately want to provide as well as a community? And I said, well, I like making people feel good. Yeah. And then I thought, well, don't complicate it. Feel good, the feel yeah. good tribe. So uh, yeah, so that's, that was the birthplace of that. And ultimately, as I said, the reason I sort of created it is because I love helping. And that is my mission. My purpose is to help others in life and whether it's motivating, encouraging, supporting, giving them that little bit of positivity but being real at the same time yeah but you've built quite a following like you've got yeah. people who are always on and like yeah. always like i've got a few of the few of the the ladies in your group add me and then share your stuff so my yeah. newsfeed is just full of just sharon ooh. yeah sharon, sharon yeah. um there's another sharon as well yeah there's, there's two, two sharon there's two Sha- sharons yeah. yeah they're always sharing it and i'm like oh yeah. okay there's more emma there's more yeah. emma emma again emma again oh. yeah so amazing so obviously you're also your other venture was uh, fully fitness 
going into the fitness side of things. Yes. So can you talk a little bit about how you managed to and get... And then he went, yes. Yes. You can yes. do that. You can do that. Yes. Bring out your entire personality. I always okay. say true expression is the opposite of depression. So there you go. So yeah, I like that. I like well. that. Yeah. So you, obviously, how did you become getting into fitness? Obviously, fitness is, goes hand in hand with positivity mm. and good mm. energy. So how did you decide to do the two? So fitness, if I take it all the way back to childhood, when I was at school, I was mainly like it was cross country sort of thing so it was running Mm -hmm. so I've always sort of been you know good at running and other sports not so good Mm. (laughs) but no you weren't very good at the discus or something like that (laughs) no any any sort of um ball sports like like tennis and things like that not so good however endurance always been good at Mm -hmm. it's always had that sort of level and my fitness journey, to be honest, started when I think I was in my second year. It's either my second or third year of uni. And I was living with a, a couple of girls and their friend came around and he started talking about boot camp. And I was like, oh, I really need something to do because I, I felt like I'd lost my mojo yeah. and I needed running was just I was getting a bit bored of it, to be honest. And he said, you should join at boot camp. So I started an outdoor boot camp and honestly, I absolutely bloody loved it. It was just the mixture. I found my competitive side came mm. out and I used to try and keep it with the men instead of the women. And I just, and that started my love of adventure races because one of the guys was like, oh, I'm going to do this adventure race in March. Does anyone fancy doing it? And I was like, well, what's, what's involved in that? Yeah. So hence that got me into that. And at the time, one of the men who was running it, it sort of said to me, why don't you have you ever thought about becoming a PT Mm -hmm. he said making what you love into what you do so I was working at the time and I then did my my course to become a PT Mm -hmm. so I did that and I didn't work in the workplace so to speak regarding that straight away Mm -hmm. and then an opportunity opened up at David Lloyd so then I went there and then that just grew my confidence even more because obviously I I was taking group exercise classes spinning circuits I started my own running club and yeah my first week was kind of like the baptism of fire because I had quite a few different situations that I was thrown in yeah it sounds like you had a lot going on and I was like oh my god (laughs) so no it was good though so all definitely increased my confidence amazing what what did it obviously going from it was the opticians right that you worked in yeah so that was after right but yeah. I was I was currently sort of waitressing at Cafe Twenty One, the one in Phoenix. Oh, nice! Oh, TGI mm. Fridays. So there you go. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Not waitressing, but you know, oh. I didn't have a skirt or something. Oh, what? Yeah. I always wanted one. I always wanted to go to one of the places where you had the rollerblades and you would go around. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, I always wanted to do that. But yeah, um, yeah. have you seen that Karen's Diner thing that's popped up as well? So one of my friends has been talking about this. Mm. Yeah. Is that when people shout abuse at you? Yeah. Or they're like, yeah. like when you yeah. go in and they, they instead of handing you the menus, they just throw them on the floor and let you pick them up. Like they're really horrible. This up, bitch. they're horrible to you and they'll just bully you and stuff. But I've seen videos where the t- people take like their gran and like don't tell them that it's oh, a horrible no. place <laughs> and the gran's like this is so rude i'm never coming back here and the gran's like right, kicking off <laughs> it's so funny but uh yes yeah, so how did you go from obviously doing like a, what would be a safe job kind of thing to self-employed because that's kind of like a mm. that's a big jump that i think some people listening might be like well I'm in that position. I want to go self-employed. So what made you take that jump and how did you go about So doing this that? is from when I left the opticians mm-hmm. to, yeah. So I obviously left there in 
well, it's very the start of April 2021. Mm-hmm. And because that's a precarious time to leave a secure job in, yeah, the, in the head of COVID. Then, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. I think the thing for me, because during when COVID first hit, I was furloughed for nine weeks and then I went back. But within the nine weeks, I really began to think, what do I really want to do? Because mm. even though I like the people I work with, I knew it really wasn't me. So as I'd come out of the fitness, I'd been out of the fitness industry, like I'd left David Lloyd, I got it was about five years. Mm-hmm. So one of my friends had said to me, she said, Emma, you're so good and your energy was so aligned to it. And I'd been following one of my friends and he'd done like a, a press up challenge mm. sort of video. And she said, well, why don't, why don't you do something like core, core exercises? And why don't you go live and get your presence up? Mm. So literally in, it was 2020, May, 2020. And throughout the whole of the month 6 p.m every single day throughout may i went live mm-hmm. and as soon as i hit that live video like live and apparently some people just tuned in because apparently i used to go hello everyone i used to do this well, like shoulder like rock yeah woo! and uh i did about half an hour core exercises and i just got such a buzz from it the first one and i was like god why why did i stop doing this yeah. i'd obviously told myself the story you're not meant to do it when i came out of it so that's it Mm-hmm. So I opened that door and then after the month, I got my first two ladies. I, ca- I called it at the time, Feel Good Fitness. And I started yes. my Zoom group with mm-hmm. my ladies. So yeah, basically I was building up that and uh, a couple of the P- I got a couple of PTs. Obviously back then you were allowed to train someone, but outside. So yes. thinking back now, I remember training um, one of my clients who's like one of my very good friends, Lee, now. And minus six in the snow, and he's out in his shorts, and I'll be like Lee. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 funny you say because obviously my my good friend Luke John Harrison who's been on here quite a few times. Yes, you see him running in the sea. It, it like he goes oh, he okay. runs in the sea. It's like minus three or whatever, and he's like full kit off, you know, running in the sea. And I'm like, you are crazy. So I'm it's not the so kind of person that's going to go and exercise in this. <laughs> Apparently cold therapy is good for you. I tried the it cold is. showers and stuff, but yeah, we'll actually get into stuff like that yeah. later on as well. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but um, so anyway, I'd sort of built that a bit. Mm-hmm. And then it got to the point and I just ended up taking the absolute leap of faith. And it was one of the scariest things I've mm-hmm. done because it's like the uncertainty. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I, I left and... It's, it's been, I was no, under no illusion it was going to be sunshine and rainbows mm-hmm. and it's still taking its time. However, I feel like I'm getting there. And as well as that, I am, I've got, I've got a couple of other jobs I'm doing just to sort of keep me yeah. ticking along. Yeah. But yeah. A lot of people assume that like, obviously, because now in the social media world, we see everyone running their own business, being self-employed, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, it's not all what it seems like it's cracked up to be like there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that people don't understand yeah. like you've got to keep track of all your finances you've oh, got to yeah. keep track of everything else like that and it's like if you think that it's going to be you know you can put ceo in your bio on facebook and instagram yeah. you think it's going to be like that it's not there's a lot of hard work goes yeah, into it you, know, you can't just go from one job to the other unless you're the you know business is taken off and booming and what have you but in terms of like a fitness business or coaching business it's quite saturated so you've really got to stand yeah, out but i think it. what set you apart is those live videos and the fact that loads of people don't want to do live videos they want to write stuff yeah but they don't necessarily want to put their face out there so i think you've got a massive competitive edge yeah you know what i give that. i give credit to my granny a bit in this because <laughs> ever since i you know came out the womb so to speak the yeah. camera was there nice. <laughs> so i've kind of always been used to camera in a way obviously she's not videoed me but um but no i i seem to i just like it 
Yeah. Hence why I'm, de- I'm I'm determined I'm going to get on that stage. Actually, I am. It may, you, oh, may yes, time. Yes, I'll you be that. there with the, with these cameras. Yep, I'll yeah. be filming you as well. I'm actually there next week filming Sam Gibson, who's who's oh, filming here cool. as well. Yeah. So obviously, we talked when we spoke on the phone before this. You mentioned that you wanted to include more mindset into mm. the movement side of things. So how yes. are you going about incorporating that? And uh, what sort of mind shift, mindset shift are you trying to are you trying to promote at the minute? What's like what's on your mind when it comes to the mindset side of it? So mindset, I think, I'm, and I'm talking from experience. I mm. think I told you when I had that conversation on the phone with you the other day. I think even as much work as you can you do on yourself. Mm-hmm we're all human and we can let the negative emotions come in but I think definitely what I've gotten a lot better at over the number of years is the bounce back ability like Mm. the bounce back ability (laughs) bounce back ability and because I would I would sit in the same place so and trying to be more actually I did a post about acceptance the other day and Mm. it's sort of having that little bit of kindness and acceptance of where you are yeah and I think I know myself I find that frustrating sometimes you know when you feel like you've gone back the way but ultimately why I want to be there for people is so they feel seen so they feel heard mm. and to know that I have been there and even though you know I'm, I'm not saying that I've got it all sussed I'm still very much like on the journey on the path however yeah. you want to and you know does say it but I am a hell of a lot further forward than I was so it's about what you can do to try and help you in that moment like you know I think movement hence the exercise movement's one of the most powerful things for me and it doesn't have to be hardcore exercise walking I mean I walk miles every day because it's like my release so just getting outside, a bit of nature. Well, human beings are mental. Oh. Mental, like you know, if like you've got a hard decision to make or you're feeling yeah. stressed, you know, people say like when they get overwhelmed, they go, oh, "I'm going to go take a walk before I make this decision," <clears throat> or they're like, oh, "I'm just going to go take a walk because I need to clear my head." Yeah, because you're meant to walk. You're mm-hmm. designed to do that, and it's like when you stop doing that and you just sit down all day. Like obviously, yeah. I'm in the office job, but uh, you know, I still train. But when I sit down for long periods of time. I can't imagine not moving. I'm yeah, like, I need to get it. up and move. My brain yeah. works better when I move. So Yeah, and that's 100%. one thing I've started factoring into my week again is at least one time leaving my phone in my room as I go out mm-hmm. so I don't have it on me at all. And it's just so nice. It's so, like, calming and just... Peaceful. Yeah, knowing I've, you know, no one can get in contact with me and it's just, just a way. So, yeah, movement and also fueling your body correctly yeah right nutrition yeah water intake a lot of people don't drink enough water 100 percent no i've got this um it's actually it's actually over there i can't reach it yeah mine's down here yeah yeah (laughs) it's over there i can't reach it um but uh, i have a 2.2 liter bottle of water that i carry around with me like everywhere it's like attachment i used to have a bright pink one i smashed it during lockdown Um, unfortunately i'm gutted that's not here today i know but but the reason i have glitter on as well no i don't like glitter i don't so i'm one of these weird people i don't like things on my skin Oh, okay. And glitter never comes off. I remember this girl when I worked at TGI's. If she listens to this, I'm still gunning for you. I'm still going to kill you. But uh, <laughs> she, we had this glitter spray because we put them on cocktails and stuff at Christmas time. And she, st- she knew I hated glitter and she st- followed me around spraying my, my backside with um, this glitter spray. And uh, I honestly wanted to put her in the ice crusher. So <laughs> <laughs> it was just, I was like, get away from glitter. But uh, yeah, you said the pink water bottle because what a lot of people don't realize is, and I'm sure you'll agree with this as well, is if it's not visible, you'll forget. So with yeah. having a massive pink water bottle, you can't ignore nope, it. No, definitely can't. If you don't have the water there, you'll not drink. It's as simple as yeah. that. It's as simple as that. 
yeah no so I, I definitely I feel so much better when I stay well hydrated yeah. and you know just just eating well getting enough fruit veg and yeah not filling my body with goodness as opposed to crap yeah don't get me wrong like as you, you'll know I still very much bloody love a glass of wine really? I, I'm I known, had no idea yes <laughs> we had no idea yes <laughs> I am known as Malteser girl some people I have a ration, right? My boyfriend laughs at this. So I literally have a box of Maltese. I have a little bowl and I'm like, one, two, three, four. I literally ration about, and it sounds so weird, but 12 to 15 Malteses a day. So I have them every day still. But it's because I totally don't believe in this like deprivation thing. Because I think you should still allow yourself. Because I think if you deprive yourself of everything, then it'll either make you binge Mm. so i still enjoy i still enjoy myself i'll still go out for a pizza every now and then but again it comes back to that balance it's all about balance and life is well and it depends on your goal as well if you're obviously going to compete and you have to strip all your body fat that's a little Mm. bit different but if you're generally just wanting to sort of maintain and be sort of a healthy sort of yeah Yeah, it just depends on your goals like everyone's different but but one thing there is most people don't have goals which is which is why we're in such an obesity Mm. epidemic which is why most people are feeling like shit most of the time which is why you know like if you just like eating healthy is not hard it's not that hard it's not that expensive either people think mm, oh, it's oh. expensive for chicken and chicken yeah, nuggets are so no. much cheaper it's not have you seen the price of mcdonald's these days yeah exactly and i'm just like no burger king kfc is a ripoff i love kfc don't get me yeah. wrong but it's a ripoff. and like, even if you go to places you know like for meal deals and they they're still gonna shut up quite a lot yeah 100 domino's yeah. meal deal is yeah. so expensive Ma- isn't the pe- large pizza like 25 quid or it's, something it's honestly Three, ridiculous yeah. they're, they're nice i like them mm-hmm. but i don't think they're worth the money no 100%. but it's no. it's not hard it's just it comes down to pure laziness in all honesty, I'm sure you probably attest to that. Is yeah, it is laziness. Yeah, like we're 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 in this culture now where it's a convenience based diet. Loads of people are over carbon yeah. and under protein and veg because yeah. carbs are so convenient. I've said this before on this podcast. Carbs are so convenient. Pasta you can get it in a few minutes. You know anything you get from McDonald's is carb loaded. Anything yeah. like that. So it's it's just convenience. A hundred percent. Hundred percent. Anything else with the mindset shift? Um, Obviously, we've got movement and uh, healthy I think water. I, I talked about this again in my... I'll keep referencing that past live I did. And about the acceptance, I ended up going on a tangent. And it was about motivation. And I said, I know, especially talking from experience, what makes me feel better mm-hmm. is when I feel like I'm achieving something, even yes. if it's something small. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's that... I can't think of the exact quote, but some people think that they have to be motivated before they do something. Mm-hmm. When actually, if you just take action and do something then the motivation sort of then sort of follows yeah you get motivated from seeing the progress yeah that's the it yeah, and yeah. so i know when i'm sort of in my cycle say if i've got negative thoughts or i'm like feeling anxious mm-hmm. as soon as i put my mind to something yeah or feel like i'm achieving or doing something even do my live videos they empower me in itself yeah, yeah, yeah. so I think it makes you feel like you're achieving that little thing. So it's just mm. like building blocks. Do you write your wins? Are you one of those people that writes their wins down in journals? I don't, I, I don't actually write my wins. That's so something good I don't, to do. I don't though. either, but me, me and Luke started this thing on, on a on a Monday morning. We come in and we would write down our five wins and five disappointments. That's good. So, oh no, sorry, five wins, three disappointments, basically. Yeah. So, for, for, for example, it could be something small as, you know, I went to the cinema. That's a win, right? Yeah. Or I did this. But they compile, you think five a week, easy, yeah. right? But then when you compile it up over a month, over a year, yeah. and if you can visibly see that, you can go, holy shit, I yeah. had a pretty good year. Yeah, but once people it. don't do that, they're like, oh, my week was shit. And it's like, well, try and find some yeah. good in it. Like, you are in charge of your own state. Like, 
You need yeah. to sort that out, yeah. It's like I always use the car analogy that you are in the driving seat, so... Yeah. Most yeah. people live like a passenger, though, mm-hmm. which is yeah. unfortunate. But yeah. it's up to people like us and the other people that come on this podcast to try and shake people out of that. Yeah. Try and wake them up and say, you have potential, you can do this. Mm-hmm. Like, you might not be, like, you know, the next... I don't know, Gordon Ramsay, if you want to be a chef, you're not going to be him. You're not going to be the next Joe Wicks if you're a fitness guy. Yeah. But there's a good chance you're still going to change people's lives. You're yeah. still going to have some good to do. Yeah. Like, 100%. Like, even if even if it's just working in the background, yeah. you know I mean, you can make a massive difference to someone's life. Yeah, and I think I was told a while ago by a friend, focus on the power of one. Mm. So if you're helping one person, that's still amazing. Yeah, because it spirals then because that yeah, person exactly. then helps someone else. That's and then it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. So, talking about, um, when we talk about, like, the, the water and hydration and stuff, obviously, they're very big self-help habits, I would call them, right? But one thing I want to discuss is the, the, the self-help junkie, right. right? So, for self-help, it sounds like a lot of work to a lot of people, which mm-hmm. puts people off. People hear self-help and go, oh, one of them self-help gurus, ugh. Yeah. I mean, but actually, they're kind of right. Self-help does sound like a lot of work, especially when you've got, like, ice baths, you know, you, you got to meditate, you got to do your journaling, you've got to um, do your affirmations, you got to, like, it sounds like a lot to take on and your entire life can become self-help. I know this because I did this. Yeah. I became a self-help junkie and I basically filled Doing my day full much. of self-help. Yeah. And some things, yes, you've got to stick to because they're good. But if you just fill your day full of self-help stuff, mm. like, your entire day is gone. Your entire day has been ice baths, yeah. journaling. Do you know what I mean? It's all gone. Yeah. So have you fell into that trap yourself by doing too much self-help yes, stuff? Yes, and I had a chat with, I think it was before Christmas, I had a chat with a friend and we both sort of said, like, I think sometimes you can just do too much yeah. and it can make you spiral and go backwards. Mm-hmm. So I think it all, again, it, it's, it's just like, you know, like, you know, people say diets, like one works differently for like everyone mm-hmm. i think it's the same with this as well there's going to be certain nuggets that yeah. work well for one person like someone might you know it depends what some people might be more artistic yeah. so their escape might be drawing mm-hmm. where whereas someone might get released from playing an instrument or walking or mm-hmm. so i think it just it just depends yeah well it's, it's funny because i was like I was big into it and I used to feel guilty. I went through a phase of, I'm a big gamer, right? I love my Xbox. It is my pride and joy. I love playing games. I have done since I was six years old. My mom bought me an Xbox. She bought me Rayman when I was six years old and I loved it. So I've played it ever since. And one thing that happened to me a few years back was I started to feel really guilty mm-hmm. for doing anything that I enjoyed because it wasn't progressing anything. It wasn't self-help related. And I used to, I, like I looked at it with such guilt and like, oh, I want to play it, but but I should be reading this. I've got a chapter to read in this book, yeah. or I could be doing yoga, or I could be lifting weights. And it's not a healthy mindset to be into. Mm. Now, not everyone's going to fall into that trap, no. but it's not a healthy mindset to have. So like you said, t- it, it, some bits work for everyone. Like if, yeah. if you find yourself feeling miserable, write things down, find some wins, find some good in your day, yeah. and move. That could be the two things that you yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. Right. I think it's try not to overcomplicate it because oh, if you overcomplicate it, that leads to overwhelm, and I think yeah. that's what happens when you try and do too much. So it's just for, it's like the same as if someone's like, I want to lose weight, I want to do that, and they think that they have to write, I can't eat this, I can't do this, I've got to do that, and mm-hmm. I always just say, you know, just narrow it, scale it down, yeah, and at least take two two things and work on them first, and then notice how you feel. Yeah, but a lot of people, especially with weight loss as well, say I've tried everything. Don't they? they come to you and you go, I've tried everything and I just can't lose weight. So you haven't tried everything. You tried three mm, things. Yeah. You tried three it. things and it didn't work. But people, we overcomplicate things now, especially because there's so many, like I scroll on um, 
<laughs> me and Luke talked about this. We were looking through like a, a YouTube adverts, like when you go on YouTube and stuff. And there was one for it was like this undiscovered uh, or this newly discovered water from the rainforests of somewhere. And it was like, drink it and you'll lose weight. And it was a load of shit. Like, uh, you're not just get, like this magic water doesn't exist, right? It's like, if you, if you want to. Was it gold weight, as well? Probably, yeah. It was like made from the tears of children in this outback. You know what I mean? It was something like that. Yeah. But it was like. Uh, when you look at stuff like that, it overcomplicates it. And the simple fact of losing weight comes down to, for the most part, calories in versus calories out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. But people are like, well, this diet should work. This is the next thing. This is the next crazy fad. We want this miracle cure, right? But when you tell people that you're not guaranteed to lose that weight, it's like, oh, well, I'll go and find something that gives me that guarantee. It's almost like we can't see the nuances of yeah. how it actually works. Or people like, want rapid, like, to lose a stone in a, like few days or something. yeah i was talking to a pt the other day i'm not gonna name names but they were on the phone with a, a potential client and uh, they asked um could you guarantee that i'm gonna lose this amount of weight or whatever in this month and they were like well no because that's not how it works i can't guarantee you something that you have to do yeah and they they were angry they were they were mad that this pt couldn't guarantee and it was like what the fuck is wrong with you like yeah like you need to do that work if you yeah. want to guarantee that you have to do that work like mm-hmm. you can lead a horse to water but you can't make a drink yeah exactly 100 100 right? so um also what are your thoughts on manifesting? Because that is massive in the self-help space at the minute. Yeah, whenever I think of that, I think of the, like, the law of attraction or yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, secret yeah. or something like that. I can't stand the secret. I'm you sorry. can't stand no. it. Did, can, have I, you read it? I have. Mm. And I watched, I did watch some of it. God, mm. It was a while ago. I can't I may remember. Have, I may have just shat on your beliefs. But <laughs> 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 Should I leave now? <laughs> what, he doesn't let the secret go. <laughs> it's, going, yeah. it's going so well. <laughs> Um, so manifestation uh, some people are really big on it mm. i i don't manifest mm. so to speak i sort of put things out there mm-hmm. you know people are some people who are very spiritual god everything like that i tend to say universe mm. like yeah. um I, I would probably agree with that universe or like gabrielle what's she called? gabrielle bernstein is that her name oh, i don't know yeah she, she has an audio called universe has your back so it's more about putting things out there intentionally. Mm-hmm. So that's the way I like to sort of look at it. Yeah. And I do believe, obviously, what you put your energy on or what you focus on, the energy sort of comes yeah. back. So if you're constantly focused on negative, 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 mm-hmm. then you're probably going to attract that. Or whether if you have a more positive mindset and try and flip it around, then... Yeah, where your attention attract... goes, your energy flows. Yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's like, I was... Like, I talk to everyone, like, because people come to me with stuff, and it's like, have you read The Secret, Adam? And I'm like, yes, but, like... <laughs> I'm going to buy you y- that y- You're going to get it right. I, I gave my copy away, actually. I gave my copy away. But um, um, I, I understand people's appeal of The Secret, because yeah. I feel like The Secret now is one of those things where it's everyone's initial self-help starting point, because it is quite... Um, new for a lot of people to sort of understand but what everyone gets wrong is people think oh, i believe in the secret you know have that positive mindset and you can manifest whatever the fuck you want yeah doesn't work that way no. right just because you've got a positive mindset unless you are doing the action it's like yeah. it's like hand in hand you've got to have the the mindset and then you also got to have yeah. the action to go with it yeah. but a lot of people just think well if i just wait and think no. this way and write down my affirmations that no. i'm going to get somewhere and, it's like, and unfortunately the universe universe rewards action yeah. it doesn't reward your thoughts yeah it's good that you have those positive yeah. thoughts, but unless you do the action behind it, it's not going to work. Mm. So, but it's it's kind of like I love Tony Robbins, right? Yeah, I love Tony Robbins. Yeah. I think he's amazing at what he does. He's the best in the world, hands down, no questions. But he does sell a lot of feelings, mm. right? So if I was to go to um, a Tony Robbins event, it would be amazing. I'd probably take some good notes, 
I'd love the whole experience and I'd feel amazing. Yeah. But a week later, nothing's probably going to have changed, mm. right? Because a lot of these self-help coaches now, and I'm sure you've probably seen loads of them, sell feelings, mm. right? They don't sell practical, actual, statistical, useful advice a lot of the time. Some, yeah. Most, a lot of them do. But uh, I just want to get your thoughts on, like, is there any self-help gurus that you follow or that you kind of have followed and then turned away from in the past? Like, has there, has there been anyone that was an influence that stood out to you? I can't think of anyone that I've followed and then not followed. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think some names that I like. So, yeah, Tony Robbins, obviously. I've not been to a UPW event. I have, I've known mm. people who have gone to them, absolutely loved them. However, exactly what you said there, I can't remember which one of my friends it was. But, yeah, it was on such a buzz. And then it was almost like a come down. Yeah. Like a bit after because they were like, oh, because they'd been like immersed in it. I think they do like 12 hour days, yeah. like four days or something. It might even be longer than that. Uh, so a couple of names that I do like, I really like Mel Robbins. Yeah. 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 I like her. I, got, I think I got a book for Christmas. Yeah. Actually, I know she she was sort of, you know, she became, came to life after a five second rule that she did. I think that's the book I've got actually. Yeah. yeah. Who else do I like? Um, oh, I'm trying to think. Because she used to, she used to be, didn't want to get out of bed, wasn't it? And then she would like yeah. So that's how it started. Because you know. she she had a lot of family stuff. I think she <clears> dabbled <throat> with like you know a bit of depression and yeah. just like so much going on. And then she just suddenly was like, right, I'm going to start my morning. I'm going to count down from five to one because then, but because you know instead of counting up, you might go get to five and then go six, seven. Yeah. And then she got up and then snapped out of it. So then she you know said oh, it's been scientifically proven, and that's how she start that but no i like her i think she's very real as well yeah and yeah i, I like listening to her who are some of the influences i know uh, i'm trying to think of gary, gary vianachuk's a good one. Oh yeah um, he's very intense but i, I do yeah. respect a lot of what he says he's very real and very humble i love it um who else we got i followed um <clears throat> i actually met this i actually met him he's called julian blanc i don't know if you've ever heard of him uh, so he um he went through a phase of being known as the most hated man in the world he was basically pre pre andrew tate right he was the mm-hmm. kind of the the first person to be called the most hated man in the world and stuff. But I met him and he's he's actually a, a really nice guy and has some good insights on life. Um, also follow um, Les Brown, old school. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. yeah he yeah. was the one that got me into the self help world. Really, was it? He was the one that got me out of my little slump. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'll not go into the story now, but it was uh, um, his speech. You've got to be hungry. Yes. Um, I'd be hungry and like put water down his voice. Yeah, yeah, he's got such a powerfully <laughs> good voice. I think he's met Jim Rohn as well. Um, <laughs> we were we were laughing about his voice the other day, like because he's so um, it's like some bar, yeah, some don't. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That was, I think that was a good impression. The fact you can talk that way the whole podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, so Emma, <laughs> I, I can't do it. His voice is so cool, but. Uh, Moving on from the sort of influences and stuff, obviously one of the things that I called you before was the smiler, right? Because a lot of yes. people know you by your smile yes. as being very happy and um, positive. But what I want to ask you is, um, on a personal level, being known as the person that's always happy, right? Being known as the person who smiles a lot, who is always yeah. positive. How has that played a part in your development? Because to be known for something, but not always to feel that way, yeah. can be quite a daunting and not somewhat maybe maybe traumatic i don't know i want to ask your opinion on that so being known as a happy person all the time how has that kind of played yeah a part well i've always i can't remember i think i've always been smiley even as like a baby i've always been like quite yeah. a smiley sort of baby and now nearly 36 and i remember especially now 
it's a lot of pressure mm. because I used to be so hard. I mean, sometimes I am quite hard on myself still, but I used to be extremely hard on myself because if I was having an off day, if I had any, like to me at the time, unwanted feelings where I felt a bit sad or whatever, I automatically thought I can't show that yeah. because that's not me. If anyone sees the real me, they're gonna be put off me. That's initially what the voices in my head said. And I would often, like felt like I was putting on a mask. I was like, ah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and then really inside at the time, I might felt like like I was dying inside of it. That sounds mm. quite dramatic, but you know, no, just sometimes when you know the darker times when I'm going through a lot, I didn't not feel didn't feel good. So now I am again going back to the word accepting. I am more accepting that no, and I, and someone said to me it was a couple of years ago. It was actually when I was at the opticians. He came up to me and he's like, God. He said, I see you on your videos and everything like that. And he's like, Christ, are you like just happy all the time? <laughs> yeah. Like some people sound generally, I think, almost get frustrated. And I'm I think offended so, by yeah, your happiness. And I think some people do potentially, I've had people unfollow me and things like that because maybe, oh, this is another topic being too much. But, and it's, it's true. When I do my lives, I usually come from a place of very high energy because mm-hmm. I get so excited about them and everything like that. And I, I love to, because sh- I'm known for my energy as well. So, which is true and it's me being me. However, yeah. the time, so I told this man at the time, I said, no, absolutely not. Yeah. I said, it's my default to be a sort of happy, smiling person. But I said, sometimes I feel like absolute shit. Yeah. And that's how it is. And I am honest and I do admit that, but it's about, as I talked about, being able to bounce back it's and again this is still like something I'm working on is just allowing my feelings and accepting them that this and also just thinking tomorrow's a new day so feel how you feel do whatever you need to soothe you know self-soothe or anything and then crack on yeah the next day 100% so yeah so my natural default most of the time yes I'm smiling and happy but definitely not happy all the time yeah uh two cents ems could you move that along a bit? Because I'm getting blinded by the sun. <laughs> Just to pause the podcast for two seconds. I'm getting like full on blinded by the sun. Oh, I can see hey, now again. I can yeah. See. Oh my God, that's so good. I bet on the camera it looks great as well. And I can actually see again. Because um, you were just a little bit of like speckled blur in the oh, distance you're like, there. But you're 100% right though. When people see you as something, you become this almost like. Uh, so for me, it was always obviously the motivational content. People would meet me and expect me to be the most happy, friendly, uh, motivational person and o- almost expect me to just burst out into a, a full-on speech yeah. every time they met me. And it's yeah. like, no, I drag myself out of bed sometimes. Yeah. I don't want to get up. I don't always mm-hmm. want to be motivational. Sometimes no. I want to listen to death metal or, you know, yeah, something emo. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like my chemical aroma. Sometimes I want to I don't listen to just, you know, train yeah. or, you know, the 19, uh, what was it, 1975 or something. You know, I don't yeah. listen to this happy music all the time. Like, I'm not always motivational no i'm not always motivated and people don't seem to understand that they see you as what like especially when you've got an online presence yeah that's what people see you as and when you break that it's like well oh oh like they kind of they kind of lose a little bit of like they stop seeing you as you know emma foley the happy person or adam proud the motivational speaker they see you as emma or yeah that's it and I think I struggle with this because I actually, well, as a child, I used to be incredibly quiet. And mm-hmm. again, a lot of people don't believe me now because obviously I can be quite out there. Even, you know, like the feel, you know, when I was going around interviewing people yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I, you know, I could get up and talk in front of people, like no worries. But I still have a very quiet side of me. So mm-hmm. sometimes 
I'm very quiet and I know a lot of friends and this used to like sort of trigger me quite a lot when I'd be having a quiet moment my friends would be like oh god what's wrong with you are you okay oh I get that all the time so I, that would that would <laughs> really trigger me. that would really trigger me and I don't think I was aware of how often I went there because sometimes I'm just reflecting or sometimes I just don't want to talk very much yeah. but friends like would also so I used to take that as a negative and think oh no like they're not seeing me as my high vibe and mm-hmm. I thought you don't have to be like that all the time yeah. you can be both of you so it's like not to say I've got a split personality I'm, but just there's two sides I've got my sort of high energy and I've got my soft side yeah. hence why when I got into my guided meditations I think that went really well because yeah. that's that side of me but some people go it, the, the front becomes too much like mm. obviously everyone social media is fake we all know this like yeah. everyone puts on a front like if you meet me in person compared to when I'm online yeah. I'm a little bit of a different person I'm not completely different but I'm different enough that it's like ooh yeah. but it's like everyone has a front that they put on it's just to, to what extent and how often they yeah, yeah. they put it on and I think for me as well it's been a big thing that I've tried to overcome of being the motivational guy all the time mm-hmm. like obviously I haven't made motivational content for for a while actually I do the podcast now that's pretty much my, yeah. my thing because um, I, I wanted to move away from just being you know shouting at the camera live your life this way do this and selling feelings I wanted to get people on and talk to people and spread content that was actually useful to people that actually yeah. inspired people a little bit more than just being like well you're not drinking 2.2 liters of water a day you are yeah, a piece of shit yeah. you need to do you know what I mean and I, I was very into the aggressive self-help at first like I was very much into like yeah. like fuck your feelings and stuff I still kind of am but I don't yeah. I'm not as aggressive anymore yeah. but um I've obviously been known as um the motivational guy but have you ever had something that you've said I can't imagine it but I'm gonna ask it anyway like taken out of context like someone's taken what you've said and kind of left you a negative comment or sent you a message being like I don't agree with this or have you ever had any backlash for the stuff you said yeah so (laughs) when I used to do my dancing lives when I used to do it used to be quite often on a Saturday before I went to work Mm. and I'd like put the music on I remember yes I remember yeah one of the main reasons I don't do that as much anymore is because Facebook goes crazy about it and like Warner Brothers has oh claimed your music Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so it's just really annoying because unless you manage to get the right sort of amount of talking over the music so they can't tell that you're using someone mm-hmm. else's song so yeah anyway uh one of my friends had shared my live onto her page and once someone on her friend friends list was like well she's really annoying or something along those mm. lines how does that make you feel so again it gets something i've worked on is that especially when i was a bit younger is that i was a people pleaser mm-hmm. and I try so hard for, I wanted to be liked so there's yeah. that I'd be lying if I said in me we all want to be liked yeah though. so I'd be completely calling bullshit I was like oh no I don't get bothered at all so I think that was my first sort of incident where I was a bit like so it didn't it didn't obviously feel good because he'd gone off I can't he did write a whole paragraph about it oh she's you know this and that wow so and it I, wasn't just you're so annoying it was a whole yeah he wrote a paragraph it it wasn't like completely nasty but clearly I'd irritated him quite Mm. a lot and I just thought literally all I'm doing is to try and you know Mm. I was being a bit daft and you know being a bit silly and uh, so I thought so um yeah I just I just thought well and I just had to keep saying to myself repeat you're not for everyone you're not for everyone and at the end of the day going back to the power of one Mm -hmm. if at least 
because some people used to love them and they used to be like oh thank you you know I used to get private messages saying you are bonkers like you are crackers like because they like that element because yeah, it was yeah, yeah. just being like oh look at her bless her she's like dancing her socks off on a Saturday morning while I'm in bed so but you the only way you trigger people really like no what you're not supposed to be liked by everyone and you're no, not supposed to like everyone no. it's just one of those things yeah. like well, we all have that need to want to be liked because you know we come from tribes you know we're supposed mm-hmm. to be like you would be kicked out if you weren't liked etc yeah. etc but now it's like we have this over glorified sense of importance as well i think um us who make content especially because we get a lot of attention we get a little bit of likes a little bit of uh, a following and we always think that we're a little bit more important to the world than we actually are and stuff but it's like we're just people who make videos like yeah. you're just a, you're just a woman who you know helps people get fit who changes their mindset and dances on camera. I'm yep. just a man who talks shit on a podcast for an hour and a half. Yep. And then goes home and plays Xbox. Like we're not yep. that important in the world. But everyone feels like their their impo- um, comment is valid. Now I actually had one. Um, it's funny. He uh, he messaged me out of the blue randomly. He was like, oh, I've seen your videos. Like I just need a bit of help with my mindset and stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. What do you need, man? Like let's talk. Like I was all up for it. And uh, he was like, oh, yeah, I just don't feel very confident, very attractive. I was like, okay, da-da-da, give advice. Um, a few back and forth, and he went, oh, I see you know, um, I'm not going to name names. Let's call her Anna, right? Yeah. Because uh, we had a conversation about someone called Anna earlier. Um, let's call her Anna. Right? He said, oh, I see you know Anna. And I was like, oh, yeah, I used to work with her. Um, and I was like, oh, are you, are you friends? He was like, well, kind of, like I've always been in love with that kind of thing. And I was like, oh, cool, whatever. And then he started being really weird. Right, and he was like, "Could you help me like get with her?" Uh, and I was like, "That's not really right. my area. Like, that's something that you kind of need to, to yeah. work on yourself." You know, what I mean, I'm not getting involved, and in, I'm not going to be fucking playing Cupid. Yeah. Um, and because I refused to help him, um, he started sharing everything that I posted to his personal page, um, calling me a nonce and a mm. pedophile and a rapist. Oh just God. literally, just this barrage of just like things and like saying that I just all this horrible stuff and I didn't actually see it it was a friend of mine who sent me a screenshot saying have you seen what you've been tagged yeah. in um, and it was just like bro like what the fuck like people are just mental yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a few yeah, people that are, are just fucking mental <laughs> yeah, and it's are. like I don't feel shame saying that like some people are just batshit crazy like some people get in the comments section just to just because they're in pain yeah. you know what I mean and yeah. I'm like I get you're in pain I get yeah. it but you don't need to bring someone else down people just love to see people get their come up and sort yeah. of flip to bring someone down or you know, and it's like, I understand that you're in pain. Mm-hmm. I understand that you're in pain. And you clearly don't like your life. But get the fuck off my Facebook page. Because yeah. it's not where you're supposed to be. You can ask me for help. And I will help you or I'll send you to the right place. But if you just want to, like... There was... um, Do you know Paul Mort? Uh, do you know the name Paul Mort? So he's quite a big speaker. He's just from around the corner as well. And uh, there was a there was a video he he made that went viral because he was suicidal back in, I think it was like 2014 or something. And he made a video talking about it and how he wanted to jump off the, this cliff and, and the end of Shields and stuff. And uh, he shared it again. And someone in the comments basically said, it's a shame that you didn't do it or mm. something to that extent. Mm. And it was like, he screenshotted that, Paul, Paul screenshotted that, named and shamed the guy because he said, like, if if people still get away with this level of abuse, yeah, like, he says, I can take it. But someone else, if you comment that on someone else, someone might not be able to handle no. that. And it was like, people need held accountable for their abusive comments mm-hmm. for the most part. Like, I don't agree with cancelling people just for saying something wrong. But if you're telling someone to commit suicide or no, something like that, that's when it blurs the line between, okay, you yeah, should probably no, not, not okay. do that. Yeah, it's yeah, not okay. But no. I'm guessing you haven't had anyone say, 
Emma, you should fucking get a knife. Do you know what I mean? No one's no. ever said that to you. Yeah, yeah. Touch wood, touch wood, touch wood. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we, we spoke on the phone about um, personal demons. Yes. Right? Getting on with personal demons yes. and, and, and negative cycles. Um, so can you talk a little bit about um, the negative cycles that you've been in either recently or before, as much as you want to expand on? Yeah, so basically for me, one of the ones was actually being in a relationship because yeah. mm-hmm, which I, um, some people might be like what because yeah I well I, I, lo- I love being in the relationship but a lot of my life I have been the single one mm. and you know my friends have lived like through me and everything like that and yeah literally I'd been until the relationship I'm in now I think I've been single about six years again mm-hmm. and that mainly was out of choice because after the last one I thought right I'm gonna have some time out mm-hmm. I'm just gonna work on myself a bit because I've just been allowing my anxiety this is before I knew any tools or anything like that so I was just allowing my anxiety to take over and I was just driving myself like crazy basically so I did I did did the work um you know tried to do as what as much as I can I dated a bit but just really didn't really sort of meet the right person and then since I've been in this relationship it's all again you can all you're always working on yourself aren't you yeah and or you should always be yeah exactly and it just highlighted areas that i thought i'd addressed and then it literally came and bit me on the ass mm. and i just thought oh can so, you yeah. expand on what those areas might be or are you not want to go on that um i i guess it mainly stems from well one of my from childhood sort of one of the things is you know maybe you know not feeling that i was good enough in relation to other people mm-hmm. or like I had a, a slight fear of you know rejection mm-hmm. which I know is common for, common for a lot of people yeah. so I think from being used to me just living my single life and going day to day and then so I had someone else in the equation mm-hmm. and also the fact that it's long distance which is really difficult well, yeah, yeah, yeah. so what I ultimately found and which I've just managed to establish a nice balance is that from just being used to me I almost lost myself a bit because I put so much onto my partner Mm -hmm. that I wasn't, yeah, as I said, I lost myself. So I was, I'd stopped doing me, if that makes sense. Yeah. But that's really common in relationships. Yeah, so common. And it's because it's my, in all honesty, it's my first proper long-term serious one that I've been in, Mm -hmm. um, which may surprise, I know surprises a few people because I know I'm nearly 36, but it's just how it worked. But yeah, I literally, it was kind of an all or nothing and I went all in, mm-hmm. which is good. But then in the end, it ended up having a slight negative outcome mm-hmm. on me and I just got consumed. So talking about the negative cycles, so I would have some days and I would get really anxious and then I'd start reaching out more and it's as though words couldn't comfort and I knew I had to be my own comfort. Yeah. So as soon as I started ultimately stepping back not as an away from him but stepping back and having more like space and then thinking about okay what do I sort of need because mm-hmm. again from the people pleaser element I ultimately threw aside me and put it all on them like am I you know am I making them happy am I doing this for him yeah. and I was like hold on you're totally neglecting yourself along the mm-hmm. way so I think that was yeah that got me into the negative cycles and, it, and it's been yeah it's taken like months probably just adjusting as i've it's something new to me new territory mm-hmm. but i guess i've realized my strength as well resilience and it's the pain into power mm. 
And I, like I think that. it was just with regards to the cycles, it was a mixture of that and the frustrations with business and things as yeah. well. So it was a little bit of everything. Also, I know it's common when it's darker in the winter months. A lot of people find it difficult when yeah. it's darker. Yeah, I, know, yeah. I know I definitely seem to. Um, hence why it's so nice to see the sunshine today. I know. Well, even though oh. we're in this little alcove of the, of the attic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so and also just not being frightened to reach out to people mm. so a couple of my friends have like been amazing and um i had my own therapy mm-hmm. which has been helpful again and i know a lot of people used to be so frightened to admit they had therapy but i think there's you know no yeah. shame no shame in that it's yeah. just anything that's going to help you talk out well i've, I've thought about therapy therapy yeah. too i don't i don't feel like i've got a massive issue that i need addressed right mm. but um it's funny that you mentioned the the childhood thing because one of the things that always bugged me when I was a kid, right? I I like to um, nerd out. Right. I like to nerd out. Nerd so if something gets me passionate, you it's really hard now to shut me up. But I remember I used to go down to the dinner table and stuff, um, or be with family or other friends or what have you, and I would want to talk about something. I'm like, I want to tell you what happened in this this yeah. amazing show I'm watching, or I want to I want to I want to share with you my feelings towards this xbox game or something right and i remember when i was a kid and and i love my parents i'm not blaming them for anything like this isn't me pointing the finger but they used to tell me that that it was it was born to listen to Mm. right now parents have their own demons you know they they might have just been tied away like just stop talking about shooting aliens for five fucking minutes you little (laughs) shit you know what i mean but uh it kind of stuck with me a little bit and then when i started the videos and things like that i think that's why i was so aggressive because like Mm -hmm. i want to be heard what I have yeah. to say is it's important yeah. and that's why it was so aggressive at first and I think even even now a little bit like when I was on stage um, for South Shield's biggest mental health event we don't know whether it was South Shield's biggest mental health event but we call it that and run with it um, and even then I was like looking at the faces in the crowd and you see the blank faces of people listening Yeah. but I was still going it's what I'm saying like boring people it's yeah. like you always have that sort of self doubt mm-hmm. and I know probably a lot of people have that like a lot, yeah, of, a lot of parents don't want to listen to their kids they're kind of like oh you just like you know, yeah and i think that's a thing for me is that like our parents have like i've been brought up well like yeah same I, I, I love them to bits but I, I almost felt hence why i was quiet that i wasn't f- i guess fully understood and i feel like now i'm probably beginning to express myself and i know for example when i did that alfie joey video mm-hmm. when i was in like he was interviewing me and i showed my mum. i was like oh look what i've done and the first thing she said, why would you do that? Because I was wearing the tutu. Why yeah. would you do that? Yeah. So it's it's like getting the balance. So I'm probably quite reserved in that side. But I have got that element, my crazy, you know, outgoing side. Yeah, which I which love is to, the best side of yeah, you. Really, which it? Yeah, which I love to come to life. But that is, I think, yeah, that was when I was younger. That was in a box, so yeah. to speak. And I, and I thought, oh, I shouldn't be that way. I shouldn't because it's too much. And yeah, yeah, you know, too much. And I was even, and again, going back to the relationship thing, when I was back in the dating game, so pleased I'm not in that at the minute. (laughs) How did you, were you on Tinder and stuff? Oh man, Tinder and Bumble. How did you, how did you find the dating apps? Oh, I didn't like them. (laughs) (laughs) What didn't you like about them? Well, you know, I think they have a purpose and I've actually got a couple of friends it's been really successful actually one of them's getting married this year and that was from, from tinder oh from bumble, bumble nice. which is great yeah no so that it does work and i did did meet some all right people but it's just i didn't know what ghosting was <laughs> until <laughs> welcome to the club yeah <laughs> and like i mean there was i was actually full-on stood up on a date once like Shit. yeah a nice little coffee and cake date 
I waited for an hour, Adam, an hour. And then... What a bastard. I know. And then I I said to the lady in the end, I was like, can I get my red velvet cake now, please? (laughs) I just ate it. I was fuming. I was like, what a dick. Did you message him back being like, where the fuck were you? No, I just just left him. Probably for the best. But I was was fuming. I've totally lost my train of thought about why I started talking about that now. Because I asked you about dating apps. Yeah, I I forgot what I was saying. (laughs) (laughs) That's the case with podcasts. But I haven't been on dating apps for years, but I'm not... not, I was reading... um, There's a book called Dataclism. Not right. So it basically shows um, statistics about people's online searches. So you can basically, what people say and what they do are two different things. Yeah. So b- based on search histories and what people actually search for and stuff and how, how it works, it was something like uh, 80% of men on Tinder are considered unattractive. Oh. Only 20% of men on Tinder actually get right swipes. So that because men will probably just sit there and go, yep, 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 yeah, yep. Well, with women are a bit more picky. It's kind of like, it's just a funny uh, yeah. statistic. I remembered where I was going with it. Go for it. Yeah, sorry, is that all right? Yeah, go, go, yeah, go, 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 so basically coming back to the, the battles, you know, like the demons and yes. that, from the dating apps, I know I was told in particular by one person that I was a bit much for him. So in, in what of, regard? So that for the, that sort of thing stuck with me. But I mean, you could ask all my friends. I am quite an animated, even messages. I love the voice note, as you know. I love the videos, and I'd be like, duh, duh, duh. so I think I'd sent him a like a couple, and yeah, he just sort of said, you know what? I think you're a bit much for me. And so then I remember just at that time, I think my boundaries were down, mm-hmm. and I just remember feeling awful so certain things like stuck so hence why and then i'd obviously put it away mm-hmm. but then it's you know you you always you are going to be too much for some people but yeah. you won't be too much for the right people so yeah, 100%. there's there's yeah. so much opportunity now for you to meet someone oh, 100% like yeah. we, we forget that we've only had like 15 years of like facebook and that yeah, sort of dating true. like we had hundreds of thousands of years of trying to meet people but the funny thing is we like beforehand it used to be you know the head the head basketball kid at school and the top cheerleader. That was like, yeah, uh, that's yeah. how people, people met in school or they met through work. Now you've got a massive, like you can find people on Tinder and social media that you would never, ever, yeah. ever meet in any other circumstances. Yeah. There's just so much way to do it. So if anyone's out there going, well, I just can't meet someone. It's like, you need to look. There are people everywhere. Yeah, there are. There are. I actually heard that Instagram is the best dating app as well. Oh. Uh, apparently Instagram is considered one of the best dating apps because oh. uh, DM slides... Sliding into the ends is apparently considered uh, a good way to do it now, and uh, Instagram is um, almost like a business card for your life. So on Tinder or Bumble, you only get what like five pictures or something, is it? Instagram, have a good Instagram. That'll be why when you're on the apps, a lot of people put their Instagram yeah like tag yeah. yeah. I think apparently um, I've never used Hinge. But apparently Hinge him. has the most... Yeah. You can put questions or something. You can. Saying, yeah, I did yeah. try it. I just didn't get on with it, so... So did you have, like, a folder on your iPhone of just full of, like, I've got oh, Tinder, man. I've got Bumble, I've got Hinge, <laughs> I've got plenty of fish, I've got this. <laughs> you know what, actually? So, boyfriend currently, my name, so we started off as friends, mm-hmm. and uh, he used to call me Kellogg's, as in cereal. So he used to call me, all right, Kellogg's, cereal data. And I wasn't, wow. I, and I, I wasn't, can I just get this straight? I was not a serial uh, dater. We don't judge you I for did it. not see a, a man every single night, but I think it's just because. Every like, other night though. Every other night. Yeah. Not every single well, night, every other night. I wasn't going to really, you know, <laughs> say that. But yeah, no, but I think it's just because he just heard about different situations. That's funny. So, uh. That's the kind of level of banner uh, that you want, though, in a relationship. Yeah, it's kind of, good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we we go back going back to um, when we talked about um, acceptance before. Yes. And uh, emotional intelligence is a big thing now. 
Um, so I've got some some terms here that um, just for anyone that's not aware of what emotional intelligence is, it's uh, defined as the ability to understand, use, and manage your own emotions in positive ways to relieve stress, communicate effectively, empathize with others, and overcome challenges and diffuse conflict. That is classes. That is the definition of emotional intelligence. So signs of high emotional intelligence: you're assertive, ambitious, decisive, warm, sociable, uh, consistent, and detailed. Apparently. Signs of low emotional intelligence are aggressive, bossy, confrontational, selfish, stubborn, picky, and perfectionist. Mm. Now that last one's gonna hit so many people home yeah. being called a perfectionist. Yeah. But it's kinda true. So what what is your understanding of emotional intelligence? Because obviously you said um you became quite aware of how you felt. Yeah. You had to pull back. Um uh, one of my favorite quotes is you can only launch an arrow far by first pulling it back. Yes. Um, which is obviously what you did. You stepped back. So, how mm-hmm. important was emotional intelligence for you? Like, how did you did you consider it emotional intelligence, or did you just manage to catch yourself and start to become more aware of yeah, your emotions? Yeah. So, I think one of my strengths is I've got a really high level of awareness, mm-hmm. so I can p- pretty much know straight away what's going on. And I'm getting, as I said, I'm getting a lot quicker at being like, right, recognizing and what can you do to try and try and get out of it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it is a bit like you know. You know, you're in the merge and you're like, Ooh, and sometimes you, you want to, you know, wallow there for a little bit yeah. just because, you know, you, you want to. Well, you're, al- you're allowed to Yeah, you're allowed your to. Yeah, yeah, I mean, sometimes, yeah, not not that you want to have an extended pity party, but yeah, sometimes, yeah, you want to feel a bit sorry for yourself and be like, mm, feel a bit rubbish. But then, but, it, but it, then it, it's that exact thing saying, I, I feel a bit rubbish, I'm going to allow it, yeah. and then I'm going to move on from it. That's Isn't it. it? That's that, yeah, that's yeah. the key. Is going okay. It's okay to feel this way. I'm not going to stuff it down. Yeah. I'm going to be 100 percent accepting of how I feel and my current circumstances. Because most people live in denial and don't want to accept things. And I think it is a little bit of the yeah the the ego. Um, and I did. I did yeah. for a long time. That's where I lived. Yeah. Did you have that ego protection of like there's nothing wrong with me? I'm fine. I don't need to address this. Yeah. I, I, well, yeah. The mask. I yeah, just have front, to, yeah. yeah, the mask of the, the smile sort of thing. Ah, yeah. I just wanted to get into emotional intelligence because especially relationships is a massive roller coaster of emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I'm curious. So for anyone, that, because I've heard a lot more people try in long distance relationships now that they can yep. go on social media and, and, and find people across the world. So what sort of challenges has there been with a, with a long, distance, long distance relationship? Any challenges that you can speak of? Yeah, I mean... I'd be lying if I said I didn't find it difficult. Mm-hmm. It, it is difficult because obviously you want to be able to see your partner every week mm-hmm. or a couple of times a week or say if you're having one of those moments where you're like, God, I just want a hug. Yes. And you can't just pop around and see them. Mm-hmm. You've got to be like, oh, because literally there's six hours between us. Mm-hmm. So uh, so it's, it's almost just sort of, yeah, just knowing that that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. However, the long-term goal, you know, living living together. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's de- it definitely brought up the sort of, you know, it's just not convenient when yeah. <laughs> you want to, want to see see yeah, the person. 100%. And again, I think sometimes when you're, uh, I think the the main thing is we're really strong on communication. So we do chat, and thank goodness for the likes of you know the, the mobiles, and yeah. we we chat a lot. I think it's sometimes a lot different to seeing the person as opposed to hearing the person as a if you want to get a certain message across mm-hmm. like sometimes i know that on both sides there's been an element of frustration say if one person's been pissed off and the other person's heard it on the phone and received it and yeah, yeah, yeah. where it was if you're there in person it's just a lot better like you know like how, how we are now just 
communing directly face to face getting mm. it all out whereas it's a bit different on the phone because you in, can't in see person, their expression it's just so much better yeah, yeah. yeah apparently i don't know whether it's 100% true but the, the the study is that you actually have better understandings and communicate better when you sat next to each other rather than yeah. front. that's why a lot of people tend to sit in cars as well it's yeah. quite handy apparently it's from when we used to sit and hunt and we would crouch mm. in a bush and be next to each other rather than front um which is quite interesting actually i quite like the thought that you know being next to each other and yeah it gives you better, not so much that you can't because you can't see the face and stuff like that but mm. i think it's just it's just interesting like you yeah. said that as well yeah. i think patience as well you just, yeah. you've got to be patient and just know because obviously if you're going to be long distance forever there'd be no point mm-hmm. the the outcome is that you'll eventually one person will move yeah and or wherever or you'll move to a you know a location where you both want to go yeah. to it's it's cheaper up i'm guessing he's not six hours north he's six hours south right south. <laughs> yeah yeah, south. So yeah so it's cheaper up here mate get up here yeah up here. it's all right well he is that's the plan we do, we do trebles here in newcastle you guys don't do that down in london or wherever it is it's fine oh he says he doesn't really drink <laughs> oh well fair enough but he, well you'll drink a, i've, I've tasted we'll get your treble shot of water he'll, he'll, you know, he drinks cocktails now sometimes so. oh there you go there you go uh-huh. so it's Fantastic. all good <laughs> amazing so just to kind of to clarify um with relationships i found a survey and i want to get a little bit back and forth on this so i found a survey that was um the conflicts between men and women right so i thought this might be quite good to bounce back and forth on just give give a little bit of an opinion on so are you ready for this so i'm ready for the first uh conflict uh the most frequent complaint men have about women is that women are always trying to change them so what what is your opinion on, on that conflict would you say that's a true statement or would you contest that i can hear what what they're saying because i know again this comes to not seeing um, a partner in, in person sometimes with regards to needs i'm super mm-hmm. tuned to sometimes what i feel i need or it goes back to have you heard of love languages yes before? yeah and i know that's any, the five any, love languages yes yeah. So I was taught, and again, he, anything like that, he, he, he says, oh, you're going on to your woo-woo shit again. That's <laughs> what <laughs> so he says. He's very black and white. Right. Whereas I'm kind of a bit more like, woo, like, mm. and he's a realist and I'm quite, um, what's the word? I'm a bit delusional sometimes. And I can be in a bit of a fancy land, but with regards to changing them, I would never, I would never change him. Mm-hmm. But I'd be lying if there wasn't times where I'd almost prompted them to say a certain thing or to mm. to hear what I wanted to hear. Right. And the response to that was like, sounds like you're telling me what to do or trying to change mm-hmm. him. Uh, so I think there's the difference between trying to change the person mm-hmm. and maybe sometimes prompting them to maybe what you need at the time. Yeah. Um, it's, it's communicating effectively. Yeah, so it's communicating. And, and you both have sort of your own boundaries. But I think... Regard, you, you are with the person you have to mm-hmm. accept all of them so if you're going to accept them then you don't change them yeah well my my opinion on that is um if a woman is trying to change you for the better go along with it like yeah. if you are a fat slob who does not look after himself mm. who drinks a lot of beer who doesn't go to the gym or whatever and you've somehow managed to get a partner who is doesn't drink and yeah. goes to the gym all the time. If she wants you to go to the gym, you get your fat ass up and go to the gym because it was better for you and your relationship, 100%. Yeah. Like, if, if I didn't go to the gym and my girlfriend told me, get the gym, I'd be like, I'm going to the gym. Yeah, you know I mean? that's it. It's just, <clears throat> but if she's trying to say, um, if she's trying to change you in a way that says, um, oh no, you don't need to go to the gym today, stay home with me and watch films, I'm a bit like, no, I'll get this done and then I'll watch films. Yeah, you know that's what I mean? it. And it's like, unless, if she's pulling you down, yeah. don't change. Yeah. If she's trying to improve your life, yeah. change. But yeah. other than that, if it's a case of, you know, say for example, um, you and your boyfriend 
uh, you're trying to get him to move up here he's trying to get you to move down there yeah. there's got to be some sort of compromise in that situation yeah. you're not trying to get him to change so much no and he's not trying to get you to change you're trying to come together as a compromise because no. that's what a relationship is yeah, yeah it's compromise yeah, and I know talking about change we, we both have changed like yeah. like since we've been in a relationship but in a positive way yeah uh, I've helped him he's helped me in different ways so amazing um <laughs> I love this one the most frequent complaint about women that men have about men is men don't listen. <laughs> men don't listen. What's your What's your experience with that one? Um, You're smiling over there. So yeah, a, men don't uh, listen. <laughs> I think sometimes that could be true. Uh-huh. Um, I, f- I feel, and I know I've, I've pulled him up on this. Uh, like sometimes I feel like, yeah, I think yes, sometimes or not necessarily is. If they think the women are like going off on a tangent mm-hmm. about something, and they and be like, "Oh, here we go," yeah. well, <laughs> or not yeah. fully, not hearing you fully mm-hmm. because they can't appreciate, not not that they have to fully understand your feelings, but it's hard for them to put themselves in your shoes. Yeah, sort because of thing. us men want to fix things. Like That's if it. you've got a problem, yeah. we want to fix it. Mm. And the hardest thing to do as a guy, and I, I I struggle with this as well, is to say, "Do you?" Do you need me to listen or do you need me to fix it? And that's one of the best lines I you could probably use is do you need me to fix it or do you need me to listen? Yeah. Um, and a lot of the time it's I just need you to listen to me rant about, you know, Kevin from sales who's a bit of a dick. Like do you know what I mean? Like yeah, you need, yeah, sometimes yeah. you just need that. But um it's quite hard as a man to yeah. to uh like it's not like we don't I don't think it's that we don't listen. I mean some men probably don't give a fuck, but uh, I think it's the point that we, we try and fix rather yeah, than understand it. from an emotional point of view. And I think the first thing, um, what's the phrase? Don't um, don't try and change your mind, change your mood, then help or change your mind. Mm. So it's a case of like, because um, we'll let women, you know, m- women tend to be more emotional than men, men tend yeah. to be more logical than women. So we have this conflict. And it's if you can, if you can understand from women's point of view that to, you want to make the mood better, you want to make her feel a little bit better first and then try and fix the problem, yeah, you're yeah. probably going to have a better relationship. Yeah. Would, you, would you agree with that? Yes. That's I would. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, Next one, actually no. The next one was women wants women want empathy, yet men usually offer solutions. That's basically the same thing. Yeah. Um, when a woman tries to change or improve or correct or give advice to a man, men hear that they are being told that they aren't competent or don't know how to do something, uh, or that they can't do something on their own. That's quite. I can under. I can understand this this one a little bit. Um, men do have a bit of an ego problem, especially when. Yeah. Uh, I don't even think it's just women that tell men that to give advice men just don't like taking advice from other men mm. in general um, but I think for this one for me personally <coughs> excuse me as a man I know that I want to be able to take care of my partner yeah. and I want to be able to <coughs> talk properly would be a good one um, <laughs> I want to be able to provide and care for so that I don't need to you know she doesn't need to do a lot of stuff and, and what have you so I get that um being told that you're not doing something or not doing something can be a little bit of a hit to the ego because you want to provide and protect etc yeah. uh, but have you had any experience with that one um in terms of you having to tell your partner that he's doing something wrong or he's not confident or giving him advice in areas how has he responded to that i think it's been sort of even we've both sort of maybe given each other sort of a thumbs up like mm-hmm. maybe if you did this yeah that would benefit you more so i think it's probably both both of us yeah. That to it, it might be a case of saying um maybe you should try this instead of do this instead yeah. like don't be stupid do this it's yeah. like maybe you should try this have you tried this a yeah. bit more softer communication yeah maybe. that's it that'll probably be yeah and yeah. i think that was the dynamic again the one thing i know i've taught well i've taught him a bit is that is 
when it comes to language sometimes i know with me especially i i, I do need sometimes a that bit of softness yeah depending on how i yeah how i am yeah um some of these actually now that i read them are um we've actually covered them in the last question uh, this one uh, is housework <laughs> oh. <laughs> men men avoid it they try no. to get others to do it at all costs feel demeaned doing it uh, for women cleanliness of house is a manifestation of warm uh homey nest men and women are different thresholds for cleanliness and dirt that is kind of true because i um i always remember my mom used to when i was little she'd be like that's dirty and i'm like no it's, it's fine we talking about it? she's like that's dirty that's got dust on it that's this and she'll like run a finger over and show me a load of dust and I'm like yeah oh okay yeah. so I, I do feel like we have different visions of, of what's clean and what's dirty well this is like complete <coughs> opposite for um for him because he is a neat freak right he so he's tidier than i am He's very domesticated. He's, nice. He like he has like a. You have a pit. keeper. No wonder you. Want yeah, him. <laughs> I know. Don't tell him that's the only reason. <laughs> <I'm with him. laughs> you found the one. Guy, you found the one guy down south that's clean. You're like, I want to keep him. I'm yeah, I know he's good. He, no, he's spot on. I can't. I can't fault him without that. <laughs> I think. It, I think it's true. I think. Um, I like to do. Sort of as a man, I like to do the what I would consider bigger tasks. Um, so I end up leaving a lot of like household stuff and like I, I rarely make my bed I know I know it's shocking but it, it's not something that I, I, I truly care about I think it comes down to what you what you care what about you in the way yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and and personally like um, I'm not I'm, like I don't live in a shithole right my house is cool it, it needs a bit clean yeah. but it's not a shithole right yeah. but some men are genuinely just don't give a shit and yeah. I think it also comes down to for that as well uh, taking care of yourself as a man as well yes and a lot of men now do actually, you know, a lot of men do go to the gym now. They do take a lot more care in their physical appearance as well. Um, but there's a lot of guys out there who just don't. They're just, their yeah. hair's, under, like, their hair's greasy or, or yeah. like, unkempt or um, they smell. Mm. I've met a lot of dudes that just stink. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's manly smell. It's like, uh, men don't smell like Trump's assholes. Sorry. Sorry to hit, yeah. sorry to break it to you, but men don't. So what what about, um, in terms of that, have you, have you met many men that don't take care of their physical appearance or do you kind of avoid those men? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're above like he looks like he smells like shit. Like, get away. <laughs> a swipe left. Swipe left, yeah. Um, I had to think about the right way. I was like, don't yeah, say I was right. Like, is it right? Or that? Yeah. <laughs> that would have been awkward. Uh, I like I... a man that smells white, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> a fetish for it. Um, <clears throat> no, I've not really. Hmm. I can't think of anyone who I've met who's really sort of like neglected them like yeah, themselves yeah. in that way well we mentioned earlier when you get in a relationship as well that it's quite common for you to both almost let yourself go quote unquote so you see quite often like I've seen people get into relationships on Facebook right and I'm like oh good for you guys and it's like the two pictures side by side right and then you see them like eight months later and they're like really fat now <laughs> and like they look like shit and so what the hell happened to you you're supposed to grow together yeah. but it's it's that level of comfort and i think that ruins a lot of relationships it's too yeah. much comfort yeah it's too much like oh let's stay in and have pizza yeah because we, we're not trying to impress anyone anymore yeah. um i know a lot of women say they prefer dad bods i don't i think that's a load of bullshit personally mm. i i'm like like i think there's a limit like dad bods are you know a sign of comfort familiarity they're a sign of this guy's probably gonna kind of stay if you yeah because i can't remember the, the book but they talk about dad bods and then versus six packs and stuff and it's kind of like apparently if it if a um if a woman's looking for a long-term mate she goes for a dad bod right but apparently if a woman's looking for you know a bit of fun or, or, yeah. or an experience they six go for pack. a guy who's ripped and got abs because they tend to be more f- like 
they've got a higher energy level really um and i found that really interesting mm. um what kind of many are you go, would you do you go for because i've seen it i think i've seen a picture of your boyfriend he's quite um muscular he's very tall isn't he he's very tall a whole <laughs> he seems like there's he's very a whole tall. foot difference he's six foot five nice <laughs> Johnny Pr- i am five eight i fucking hate people over six foot so. <laughs> damn it <laughs> so so no i think because we did have this chat about sort of when you're getting in a relationship and some people let themselves go but both mm-hmm. of us because he's he's very into looking after himself mm-hmm. and like his health as well literally yeah. so it's really good because both of us haven't actually let ourselves go we've just sort of carried on mm-hmm. and both of us do like to stay healthy and uh, yeah and not not lose that like attraction and yeah you know not become too comfortable that we're not doing anything mm. you know well that's that tends to be what happens as well like you get comfortable together and then one of you goes i don't actually want to have sex with you anymore because yeah, you, you well, i don't find you as attractive well, i know we're together and it it causes a lot of problems mm-hmm. like for like eating too much because like we spoke about earlier convenience foods that you yeah, can get like yeah, yeah. It, if you get in a relationship and you and you let yourself go too much there's going to be a point where one of you doesn't find the other attractive and anymore. that's the thing yeah and it's not like it's not, I, I actually wrote a post about this um a few years ago and I got so much shit for it going back to getting hate on a post I got so much shit for this loads of women came out of the woodwork about this as well and it was I was a bit shocked that no men uh, really blasted it a few, a few men liked it as well like this they agreed with it but it was basically if your partner if you're starting to find your partner unattractive for physical reasons as if like they're getting too they're getting too fat or they're not looking after themselves tell them mm. and people hated that I got so much hate for it and I'm like why? Like if you're in a relationship with someone and you've committed to this person and you're start and they're starting to let themselves go, but you're kind of, on, uh, if if you're not looking after yourself as well, then tell yourself that as well. But if you're looking after yourself and they start letting themselves go, tell them that because it's going to give them a little bit more motivation. If you don't tell them, you're going to end up resenting them and you're going to leave. Yeah. It's like if you really are committed to the relationship, you should be able to communicate that effectively. Yeah, I think it's all about how you direct it. Mm-hmm. How you direct it. Like you d- don't go up to them and go, "You're fucking fat." <laughs> Go on the fucking treadmill. I think it's more if you're getting it across that for the health aspect and making them feel better. Like that's yeah, Yeah, because you in a relationship you should want the other person to do well. You should want them to be fit and healthy. You should want to do that for yourself as well. Yeah, it's not a case of just because we're comfortable now we can let ourselves go. It's like you want to be growing constantly. I want to get better with age, not worse. Hmm. And I feel like a lot of people that as they grow older they go, oh well, I can let myself go because that's the that's the thing, right? I want to be jacked in my fifties. I want to be a 50-year-old silver-bearded fox, right? Because I'm not going to have a silver fox haircut, obviously. <laughs> but I want to have like that grippy and I want to be, yeah. I want to be, I want to be, you know, good looking in my 50s. Yeah. I want to live a little bit longer and feel good um, long into my retirement as yeah. well. I don't want to get to, you know, I'll probably have knee problems and stuff from squatting and stuff like that, but I'm open to that. But yeah. as long as you and your partner still look after themselves, I think your relationship will be yeah. prosperous. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Okay, Emma, it's been amazing having you on. I've loved this conversation. I had a few more questions, but uh, I'm running out of battery life and time for this. So um, where can, if people want to follow you and see your um, live videos and your whoops, whoops, where can people find you? Uh, So literally Emma Foley, type that in. I'm on Facebook. I'm Foley Adventures on Instagram. Nice. And then, yeah, if you type in the Feel Good Tribe, I'm always welcome to have new people. So yeah. Men and women, right? Not just women and girls. Men and women in my feel good tribe. Yes. Yes. And then obviously, um, if anyone wants to work with me, if they need a bit of encouragement, motivation, I, it's ladies. I've uh, got a boot camp, uh, do PT, and I run a women's group. So, yes. 
Amazing. So you've got a lot going on, basically. Lots going saying. on. <laughs> <A> lot going <laughs> <laughs> but yes, thank you very much, guys, for listening. If you enjoyed it, please hit the um, like button if you're watching this on YouTube. If you're on Spotify or Apple Music, please give us a five-star review. Please, five stars. None of this four-star crap. Like, just five-star it. Don't be a dick. Five-star Yeah, Emma's holding my hand. Five stars. And uh, I will see you guys in the next episode. See you soon.